So I was wondering if you have ever taken a personality test before. There's there's tons of them out there. I've taken I don't know how many, but th- there's a bunch. There's there's Myers Briggs, which talks about your collection of traits. There's Enneagram, which talks about your motivations. There's uh, a color one that talks about how you like to communicate. There's even an animal one. I don't really know what that one's about, but apparently if you take it, you can find it if you're an otter or a lion. I would totally want to be a lion because lions are awesome. And there's even one that was super popular back in the late 90s, early 2000s. And yes, Gen Zers, I am that old. Some of us are that old back when there was only an iPhone. There wasn't like an 11 Pro. There wasn't any numbers or letters associated with the iPhone. There was just the iPhone and internet was, catch this. This is how this is how backwards time was. Internet was only available on 3G. It was brutal. It was awful. But back, back in those olden days, there was... There was a personality test. I forget what it was called, but it used old Greek names for personality types. And it was like choleric, sanguine, phlegmatic, melancholy. And I've taken a bunch of them. So I really like them. One of my favorite websites to use is crystalnose.com because it takes all of the differing tests and it uses AI to kind of examine the data and, and, and kind of spit out a one-page profile that lets you know kind of who you are and how you tick. Like, for example, I'm an ENFJ. I'm a three-wing four, but maybe a four-wing three. On disc, I'm a driver. And and when it puts all of that information together, it gives you this really neat and, and tidy package that helps you understand yourself. And these types of resources are extremely helpful, especially when you're involved in ministry and in leadership, which I know many of the listeners to this podcast are, simply because ministry and leadership is all about people and knowing yourself because you're a person and knowing how you know other people tick and what they're like is is really helpful and very very important because not everybody has the same worldview that you do not everybody approaches life the same way that you do and it it keeps our teams healthy and our team strong we use it in our church we use it in other ministries that that I'm a part of and and it even helps in your relationships like my wife and I have have taken these together and I'm an ENFJ and she's an ISTJ and we figured out that we're opposites of one another in a whole lot of ways and and it's those opposites as well as the values that we have that we share that are the same that make our marriage really great these things i think have such an appeal though beyond teamwork and beyond you know healthy relationships and friendships these things are so appealing because there is this innate desire within all of us to know ourselves to discover who we are what makes us tick and and cuz we feel like if if we understand who we are we can i guess understand what our purpose is and where we fit in life, where we fit in God's role and in, in God's plan. Self-discoveries, it can feel very, very empowering. But there are some limits to stuff like this. I mean, as much as I advocate for them and suggest you use them, all these tools of self-discovery can really do is tell you what kind of box that you fit in and how your box relates to the other boxes. But that's that's about it. And and I understand in, in good times, what 
what more do you need than like a, a good handle on yourself, a decent understanding of other people? I mean, if you have that, dude, you're good. But when life goes awry, when, when your world and leadership takes a sudden turn and you're trying to figure out where you fit and who you are in the middle of all this chaos, you need something more. My name is Adam Shaw, and this is The Restorationist. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I am so grateful that you have given me this time. There is a lot of great podcasts that are out there, but you have chosen to give me your time, and I don't take it for granted. If you haven't had the chance to listen to the episode that was released before this one, please give that a listen. It's called Better Together, a straight talk on racism, and it's basically five friends on a video call. Some are white, some are black, some are Canadian, some are American. We're talking about our experiences, talking about the world, and what the church and the church's response should be to the current climate we find ourselves in. I also want to tell you about a great new podcast that's out there right now called Soul Songs and Shenanigans. It's hosted by Cassandra Powell. Cassandra is a great friend of Stephanie and I. I've known her my entire life. And it's available on Spotify, Anchor.fm, and soon, Apple Podcasts. Go ahead, check it out. So this episode is going to be much more devotional today than other ones I've done. In fact, unless an interview episode gets released, the next three episodes are going to be much more devotional in their content I'm going to be sharing with you some things that have come from the overflow of my personal prayer and devotion during this this time of, of quarantine. I want to help you increase your capacity today. Whether you are a pastor who's rethinking through what it means to reopen your church or you're still like the rest of us in Ontario where we're still in lockdown doing digital or drive-in services if you have the ability to do that or whether you are a student that's trying to rethink what your education is going to look like or maybe you are a leader in a local church or a leader in an organization and in the past we have talked about increasing capacity making room for more giving God more jars looking at the tools that uh, we all have to have and incorporate into our lives so that we can make room for more, more of God's blessing, more of his anointing, more of his power, and more of the growth that he wants to He wants to give us. But, but what do we do in times like these? That's the question I found myself. How do I increase capacity in, in times like these? Because like I said, a personality test can tell you what, what box you fit in. But it can't tell you what to do next. And I, I feel like for, for me, at least, I found in, in the moment, early moments of, of this crisis, knowing what to do next was the most desperate and important question that I was asking myself. How, how do you deal with the fallout of the Rona? How, how do you manage the pressure? 
How do you take a step of faith if in this season God God's been stirring you to make a change and do something different? What do you do when all of the tools and all of the metrics that you have been using to gauge your life and your progress no longer work and the model is thrown out, but you still feel this need and compulsion within you from the Spirit of God to grow and increase your personal leadership capacity so that you can lead in these uncertain times. These were the questions that were running through my head a little while ago as I found myself overwhelmed by this wave of discouragement. As one morning I found myself in the middle of a bit of an emotional funk but also in the middle of Matthew 16. And and God shared something with me that reframed, reframed my thoughts and reframed my assessment of what I need to do next as a leader to increase my capacity so that I can serve with excellence and anointing the season that I find myself in. And so I was... I was in the middle of Matthew 16 while I was having this mental conversation with God about where I fit and what should I do and how to respond to the uncertainty of life that coronavirus and quarantine had brought upon us. And this is relevant for you if you're out of quarantine right now. You're not in lockdown anymore, but you're still facing a world that is that is trying to figure out what a new normal is because the old normal at the very least is not available to you yet and it won't be for quite some time. So I found myself asking these questions and in the middle of a very familiar passage of Scripture. It's one of our famous, often quoted passages about the deity of Jesus Christ. I want to read it for you here. So I begin with verse 13. It says, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? And here's what jumped out to me in the middle of, of my questioning and my wondering about who I am and where do I fit and where do I go from here because all of this all of this life that I have been living and plans that I have been executing have now changed. Now I I know this is not a leadership passage, but in this moment of pressure, this thought that I think was from the Lord as as I was praying and seeking him while I was reading this passage, this thought jumped into my head that Jesus never asked them in this moment how they saw themselves. He simply asked them, how do you see me? He didn't go, how do you see yourself, Peter? Where do you think you fit in in this, this kingdom thing that I am, that I am trying to build? What, what qualities or what skills or what talents are you bringing to the table? Who are you, Peter? He, he didn't ask... He didn't ask the disciples. He didn't go, hey, Matthew, hey, Bartholomew, who do you think you are right now and and what are you bringing to the table? 
I think sometimes as leaders, we're asking the wrong questions in these moments of pressure. We're falling back on the patterns and the habits and the things that served us well when things were stable. And we're asking the wrong questions. We're asking, who am I? What do we have to offer? What are the gifts? What resources do we have in this moment? And then we look at ourselves as if through self-discovery, we can discover the right, the right answers. We're asking the wrong questions in these moments. Jesus never said, who are you and what are you bringing to the table? He just said, who am I? And that's when Peter worked up enough nerve to speak out and say the thing that was burning inside of his heart. And he says in verse 16, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And look at Jesus's response. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Peter blurts out what was burning in his heart because Jesus had drawn their hearts and minds to a question so that they may discover who he is. And in that moment, Peter discovered that that burning that was within inside of his spirit was a revelation from God. God discovery is always greater than self-discovery. Leaders, those of you that aspire to leadership, those of you that are currently leading in ministry, I, I want you to hear me very, very clearly. Yeah, this, this content of this podcast today, it feels different than others, but maybe it's because it's it's coming from the overflow of my of my personal devotion, and I feel very strongly in prayer as I was working through content to prepare that this was what I needed to share. We are in uncertain times. We are in very very uncertain times. Some of us are locked down. Some of us, um, some of us are beginning to reopen. Also, it seems like the seams of our culture are being torn apart. It seems like we're living in the days where Jesus said, in the last days, perilous times will come. Ethnos or nation shall rise against nation. It seems like the tension between ethnicities and cultures that has been broiling beneath the surface is now breaking out at the seams. And there is so much tension in our culture as, it, as, as, the, as the bright lights have been shone on the racism and the prejudice that exists. These are uncertain times. And what we need in this moment more than ever is not a greater understanding of ourselves, but a greater understanding of Jesus. Greater understanding of Jesus. Because when Peter got that greater understanding of Jesus, Jesus says, 
Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood is not revealed this unto you. And then he says, you are Peter. Peter means rock. And upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Now we know that pa- that passage where Jesus says, upon this rock I'll build my church is the revelation of who Jesus is, that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. But Peter's identity was tied to the mission of the church. This, With this revelation of who Jesus was also came a greater understanding of who he was. And it wasn't that he was an extrovert or an introvert. It wasn't that he was a feeler over a thinker. It's who he was supposed to be in connection to the work that Jesus was trying to accomplish on the earth. If you want to know you, and if you want to know who you should be in this moment, you need to know God. You need to get a fresh understanding of God because when God reveals himself, he also will reveal who he has called you to be in this moment. Knowing your disc will let you know whether or not you'd like to send long Slack messages or not. But knowing God will help you understand who he has called you to be in this uncertain moment. And also with this revelation that Peter received from Jesus, Jesus said to him, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatsoever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So with revelation not only came a fresh identity that was tied to the work that God had called him to do, well, there also came with this revelation of Jesus authority, spiritual authority to confront the wickedness that dwelled in the high places of their culture, spiritual authority over disease and over sickness. What made the early church compelling was that when blind people showed up to church, They left with the ability to see. And it's this authority that comes from seeing Jesus that I think in this uncertain moment and uncertain time that all leaders and all those who aspire to make an influence on the world now find themselves in that we should be seeking for revelation. God discovery is always greater than self-discovery. I guess my thought that I want to share with you in what may be the shortest episode in The Restorationist is this. If you want to increase your capacity, if you don't just want to survive, but you want to thrive and you want to make impact and you want your organization to grow, you want you to grow, make revelation your goal. Because I believe what God is wanting to do and this time that we find ourselves in is, is going to be so big. It's going to be so grand that we're not going to be able to look at us or ourselves or the resources or the systems or the strategies that we have developed if, if we are going to be part of what God is trying to do in this moment that culture is in right now. It will be because we have authority and power an anointing that can only come from looking at him 
So to every leader that's looking at what resources you have, looking at your team, looking at your bank account, looking at yourself and say, what am I supposed to do and where do I fit? Stop. Quit looking at you. Quit looking at your life. Quit looking at your gifts. Quit looking at your resources. And start looking at Jesus. God discovery is always greater than self-discovery. And who he is will always be greater than who you are. Let's make revelation our goal. And let's see what God will do through our collective efforts. I'm praying for you. The greatest days of your life and his church are just ahead. It's your time to shine. It's time for the church of Jesus Christ to rise up and take our place of influence in the culture. Let's get a hold of God and let's see what he will do.